welcome back to another Daily Walk. And today we want to talk about our jealous God. You see, we see many instances in the Old Testament that suggest that God is a jealous God. And we don't think about it as much in the New Testament. In fact, this idea of forgiveness is somewhat contradictory to what we think of. And a lot of this is because we generally, in modern times, think of uh, jealousy in a more negative, a more sinful connotation. Because indeed, when we ourselves live in jealousy, then it does cause a lot more sin in our lives than anything else. And so, what I want to do here today is we want to look at the idea of God as a jealous God. And we're going to start with Ezekiel and some of his visions. So there were a long stretch of visions that Ezekiel saw. And one of these is in 8.3. So he's sitting here in his house, but then he sees in a vision, he's taken in a vision back to Jerusalem. It says, Ezekiel chapter 8, verses 3 and 4. He stretched out in the form of a hand and caught me by a lock by my head. The Spirit lifted me up between the earth and heaven and brought me in visions of God to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court, where the seat of the idol of jealousy, which provokes jealousy, was located. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there, like the appearance which I saw in the plain. And so what we see here is he is taken in a vision back to, uh, back to um, uh, Jerusalem. And there in the temple is the glory of God. Now this is in his vision. But also in the temple is a idol of God. And so these sinful people have this idol, this image of God, and they're worshiping the image of God despite God himself is in the temple. Now the thing is, is that God uh, in this form as spirit, we can't physically see him there. And this is part of that element of faith. Do we worship God because he is there before us as a burning, consuming fire standing in our presence? Or do we just understand his presence is there whether or not we can see him or not through the spiritual realm? Now, the relevant portion here in Scripture is from Deuteronomy chapter 4. We're going to do 15 to 19 and then 23 and 24. So, 15 to 19. So, watch yourself carefully. Since you did not see any form on that day, the Lord spoke to Horam in the midst of the fire, so that you did not act corruptly and make a graven image for yourself in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the sky, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, or the likeness of any fish that is in the water uh, below the earth. And beware, do not lift up your eyes to heaven and see the sun and the moon and the stars and all the hosts of heaven and be drawn away to worship and serve them those which the Lord your God has allotted to all the peoples under the whole heaven. So don't make any images. Don't worship this bright sun that is definitely messing up my lighting here. Uh, don't worry about any of that is what he, he is saying. Don't worship them. Now I'm skipping the intervening 20 through 22 because it's just about, I brought you out of the land of Egypt, set you up, blah, blah, blah. But then it gets down to verse 23 and 24. So watch yourselves. You do not forget the covenant, the Lord your God, which he has made with you, and make yourselves a graven image in the form of anything against which the Lord your God has commanded. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. So we see that they are given a warning in the second giving of the law. Do not make an image. 
and then we see that God is that this image that they have put up in the temple is invoking jealousy in God. Now, a little bit before this, uh, in the book of Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel 5, 13 and 14, Thus my anger will be spent, and I will satisfy my wrath on them, and I will be appeased. And then they will know that I, the Lord, have spoken in my zeal when I have spent my wrath upon them. Moreover, I will make you a desolation and a reproach among the nations that surround you in the sight of those who pass by. Now, other translations, this zeal is translated as jealousy. I am a jealous God. So we see that God is actually acting and wiping people out in the jealousy. This is what God is doing. Now, you might look back and say, yeah, but that's all Old Testament. And some people actually have this cockamamie idea that the God of the Old Testament is different from the God of the New Testament. God was all about evil and wrath then, and now he's about love and peace and joy. God is love. You know, God is love indeed. Uh, but sometimes love is to do what is right. And when you are dividing your attentions among other things, then we are definitely seeing some more negative connotations. Now, the problem is, as you go into the New, the New Testament, a lot of the statements of jealousy are calling out sinful behavior, not jealousy as God. But there are some verses that do talk about the jealousy of God. But first, of course, let's talk about the ones that call out sin. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.3 3 is as a sin. You are still fleshly. Since there is the jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly and are you not walking like mere men? See, when we as people get jealous, just think of like a jealous boyfriend or something, the, the uh, stereotypical jealous boyfriend is mad when any, any woman even says hello or makes eye contact with another man. It's because the sin in his life does not trust that woman enough to have faith in him. And that's jealousy as a sin. And for sure, when we have jealousy as a sin, it is a problem. It causes strife. We tend to act irrationally when we have this, this idea of jealousy. But how does jealousy, what does it mean in itself? At its core, jealousy means you are wholly devoted to me and you are breaking that covenant. There's a difference between the holy and righteous, jealous God who seeks you to not worship other things and a human being who doesn't trust his girlfriend enough to say hello to a man without thinking she's cheating on him. Uh, of course, this also shows up in Galatians 5:19 down through 21 is the sins of the flesh. Verse 20, jealousy shows up there as one of the fruits of the flesh that we are told to avoid. But there are indeed elements of jealousy of the jealous God that do show up in the New Testament. So we have to balance this idea of human jealousy towards other people and the fact that God himself is still a jealous God demanding our allegiance and our obedience even in this New Testament era. Now Paul uses this godly jealousy in 2 Corinthians 11:2. I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I betrothed you to one husband so that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. Of course, what he is talking about here is he is he is zealous that the people are not following after all sorts of other gods, that he wants them to obey God himself. And that is what Paul wants for them. And he so he has this jealousy that he wants the people to worship God. This is the same type of thing you can feel if you really want your children to do what is right. And you're, you're, you have these weird conflicting emotions when they're doing things contrary to your desires. 
these are problems. We need to stop and go, ah. but do we have enough faith as parents that our children are going to do the right thing? Well, sometimes we have to intervene. Sometimes we have to give them over to their own foolishness uh, as the only way to learn. Urban Lutzer said it best in a sermon once. He said, sometimes we get in the way of God working in our children's hearts. Something to keep in mind. But let's have a look at some elements of uh, some elements of of jealousy towards God. Here's a lengthier section, but I thought it was all worth reading. First Corinthians 10, 14 through 22. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. So, of course, idolatry is that thing that really rouses up God. I speak as wise men. You judge what I say. Is not the cup of blessing which he... Uh, which we bless a sharing of the blood of Christ. Is not the bread which we break a sharing of the body of Christ? Since there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Look at the nation Israel. Are not all those who eat the sacrifices sharers of the altar? What do I mean then that a thing sacrificed to idols is anything, or is an idol something? No, I say that the things with the Gentiles sacrifice... They sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to become sharers in in demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake in the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? We are not stronger than he, are we? He's talking about if if you're splitting your attentions between multiple gods, you are invoking his jealousy. So there's a New Testament statement calling it. And we're going to end on Hebrews 12 because this really does invoke some terror if you're thinking about it in the right biblical mindset. Hebrews 12, 28 and 29. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. So are we looking at our faith and saying, I am seeking to honor God with my faith. I'm not seeking to worship the sun or the moon. Of course, we don't do that much these days, but we oftentimes worship football teams or Star Wars. There's one pastor who's looking at different churches. There's that one one church I was looking at, and the pastor actually had in his bio how proud he was. His girls all followed Star Wars. There's literally more in his bio about Star Wars than that. Star Wars, on top of the whole philosophy of Star Wars being based more or less on Taoism. I'm not saying you can never watch Star Wars, it's a sin, but they're also now wholly owned by a company that wants to use the profits from that in order to propagate ungodly, unrighteous deeds on the world. I would not be sitting there as a pastor proclaiming that Star Wars is my God. That is insane. But that's the type of element that we have, and those are the things we have to think about. Our God is a jealous God, and he demands our allegiance. Are we keeping that in mind? So we're going to leave that one here today. Um, Hopefully you can get some good thinking about that, and think and pray about that in the concept of God as a jealous God. With that, thanks for watching. Have a look over the website, rwalkinchrist.com. Subscribe to the channel if you've not already done so. Definitely share this along with other people if you think it'd be uh, worth doing so. With that, thanks for watching and hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support 
or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com. Thank you.